in an unbroken continuity of awareness follow it for about 21 cycles and if the continuity is broken where you have no awareness of the breath whatsoever then start from the beginning Think of your mind being in your heart center and do your thinking in that space. Recalling your motivation, your natural motivation, and correct it to make it the highest motivation that you can. What's the highest thing that you can achieve with meditation? That's your ultimate goal. And what do you need to get you close to that? That's the temporary goal.
having your goal as clear as you can and leave it in the back of your mind without losing it altogether thinking about through what means will you achieve this goal bring your attention your focus to the point between your eyebrows the distance of prostrations and in that space invoke the means through which you will achieve your goal the means which will guide you taking a form with which you can relate a form that inspires you to practice a form made of light shining like a thousand suns but not blinding holding in your mind that this is the means to achieve your goal show your reverence in your mind prostrate convinced that you are actually in the very presence of the very means to achieve your goals to demonstrate your gratitude make offerings think of the things you own and offer them think of the things that we all own in in common that no one person owns like a sunset and offer them think of the very vices that keeps us from doing what we are supposed to do and offer them also purify your mind regret refuge restraint and remedy
refine your mind through rejoicing thinking of goodness your own goodness others goodness the goodness of stopping a bad thought even for a moment to the goodness of stopping bad thoughts altogether forever the goodness of having slightest good quality to the quality of a fully enlightened Buddha Beg the teacher to teach, to turn the wheel of the Dhamma in the hearts of all beings, so the means to end all suffering may be known by all. the teacher to stay, to continually be a source of inspiration and teachings until you achieve your ultimate goal itself. teacher to come to the crown of your head think of the meditation that you are about to do and direct the merits you just gain from these preliminaries to help you succeed with your meditation
think of the obstacles that you've encountered in your meditations wishing to be free of them strongly petition the teacher to help you to bless your mind so you can succeed so you can become free of your obstacles so you can gain the qualities that are helpful Feel the connection made by the stream of nectar descending from the teacher's heart, entering you through the crown of your head, granting you your blessings, removing your obstacles, gaining the qualities needed for your meditation success. Focus on the teacher above your head. Seeing the teacher as the very goal that you seek. Aspire to be inseparable with the teacher. And through the strength of your aspiration, the form of the teacher dissolves into a point of light, descends to the crown of your head, Sense it merging with your mind at your heart center. attention back to your breath slowly become aware of your body once more have more comfortable stretch your legs if you want We should uh, continue uh, 
experimenting with the Mahamudra meditation. Uh, you start by first consciously uh, manipulating the breath through the breath meditation, like making yourself breathe through, breathe through one nostril, out the other nostril, and then do that in a cycle three times and then three times and then both nostrils. So you keep doing that until you feel a sense of, of uh, that the process becomes a bit easy for you. So it's not, you're not confused about, about uh, did I do three over here now? Which one now should I go next? So it becomes very easy for you. Well, not very easy, but you know, somewhat easy for you. Okay? And you feel a sense of, uh, uh, sense of ease with the, with the process. Okay? And then you remove your focus on just the breath itself, but you keep, but you you bring your focus or your attention to the mind of or the awareness that is being aware of the breath itself. Okay. And as you do this, then you become. That's when you you, you become aware of uh, distractions. You become aware of other things going on in the mind. And as you become aware of these things. You're, you have two choices of, of two means of engaging the distractions. Okay, Once, one the first way you should try is to tr- try not to be involved, try not to be uh, taken away by the distractions. It's like uh, you're sitting at a desk and you're doing something and you're very concentrated and someone comes to you and, and playfully, I don't know, maybe try to remove you from the desk, and but you maintain uh, your, your your seat, you stay seated. And you try not to be uh, taken away by the person, by the person's strength. Okay, it's like the distractions; they are there, but you don't allow them to uh, bring you into uh, what's that thing called? Uh, associate, associations, mental associations, right? Like a thought comes about uh, blue, all of a sudden you start thinking about sky. So thinking about the nice blue dress you saw, or and, and everything blue, and then you talk about dress, and you talk about sky, and you talk, maybe go into philosophy of what is sky, and and then all you all you're supposed to be focusing on was the breath, and you completely forgot about that. Okay, so to avoid that kind of stuff, if you can just not allow yourself to the distraction to engage you, then that's good. But if it's overwhelming, that you find it's very tempting. Or your mind, you feel your mind to be uh, somewhat uh, weak in not being uh, in staying firm with the object, with what you're trying to focus on. Then engage it, but thinking, staying fully with what what you know is what you're supposed to be meditating on. Right? It's supposed to be finding the space of mind. Okay, the clarity of mind. So you ask the blue, are you the clarity of mind? Is this the clarity of mind? Is this the space of the mind? So by engaging it like that, you sort of uh, uh, redirect your mind to the object of meditation. Okay? And you can even ask the blue, are you here to help me find the the space of the mind? How are you? Okay, go ahead, show me the space of the mind. Okay? So in in that that way, you're, you're still... You're still maintaining uh, uh, your attention on the on, on the true object of your meditation. Okay. So these are the two ways, two methods you can use for uh, distractions. Okay. Now, in the good meditation, you have two kinds of uh, 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 analyzing the object that's going on. Okay. In this kind of meditation, your analysis is not really. Uh, 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 as strong as other kinds of an analysis, like it's not like you have a, the blue and you're trying to you're trying to uh, see it. The blue is, is like this. It's not red or whatever. Or it's this shape. It's this color. But it, it's more of a loose kind of meditation, because uh, whenever you find your mind tightening up on something, then you know that what you should do is just relax the mind. Okay. If you're if you're trying too hard to do trying too hard, then you know you're you're, you're you're doing something wrong. Just relax. This meditation is just sitting down and just watching what's go, what goes on. And whatever goes on, you observe it. You become aware of it. And you can even label it. Oh, that's, uh, oh, that's distraction. 
oh that's irritation oh that's me hearing the bus that's me uh, feeling my toes that's whatever, whatever comes to your mind just be aware of it and label it and, and, and let it go okay don't and, and at the same time trying to stay to see if you can catch the awareness itself okay now how do you know when you've caught the awareness when you are found the object which is the mind itself okay you will feel a sense of release okay a sense of lightness uh, a sense of vastness uh, uh, you will experience you know the, when, when, you, when you experience uh, mental clarity you will find that, that that's all that you're experiencing just clarity okay and a sense of joy which is not really a sense which is not really a uh, like you know eating chocolate or something and then you, you, you have you're spending and there's a joy of eating chocolate it's not that kind, that kind of joy it's more of a joy due to release from, from, from the gross, gross levels of, of, uh, of awareness it's more like uh, the kind of a sense of joy you experience once, as soon as you become free of, of, of uh, some, some kind of pain or some kind of discomfort you know, like uh, you know, right now your legs was uh, your leg may, may have been hurting you, and then once you become free of that this uh, discomfort, that's the. It's not that all of a sudden you're eating, you ate chocolate. It's just that you become free of that uh, of that uh, discomfort, and that's the kind of joy you feel, and it's even more intense because what you become free of is uh, some of the gross aspect of consciousness. Or you may come free of uh, like a uh, distraction itself, an a, a, a element of distraction, okay. And your experiences has some sort of joy, some sort of euphoria, and you experience it with both your body and your mind, okay. Uh, the reason, uh, if you want to make this into uh, the main topic or the main med- your meditation to actually find the mind and try to be able to stay with the mind as your object of meditation so you can develop a sense uh, develop a, uh, a, st- a stable meditation with that object is because you can say there are two powerful uh, um, states of mind or, con- or objects of meditation that can- makes it easier for you to quickly attain uh, med- uh, uh, deep levels of concentration, or to give you a, to to achieve a subjective state of mind where it becomes more powerful, so you can actually when you, when you when you want to meditate on perceiving du- uh, emptiness directly, it, it makes that state of mind more powerful, make that experience a more powerful experience. Okay, one of them you need to be initiated. Into uh, some sort of tantra, some some sort of tantra, and I can talk about it now. <laughs> and the reason for I cannot talk about it now. I mean, I could talk about it. I mean, it's not like I cannot physically talk about it. I could physically talk about it, but I cannot follow you. I, I, I will not have established some sort of connection with you where I can monitor, where I can monitor the, the progress, because there's some level of of, uh, of danger involved. If you're not uh, being strictly monitored by, by, by someone, okay, it's not that you cannot do it. It's not like the, uh, uh, there's danger for every single person, but it, there's the possibility of it, okay. And because of that, that's why that's why you have to be initiated. You have to have some connection with someone. That's why there's all this elaboration, okay. It's not that uh, you know they're trying to keep certain things away from you to to give some to give it some sort of mystique, okay. And it's not like it's not even the case where they're going to give you something that you you don't you don't already have. Okay? It's your own mind. It's your own state of mind. Okay, and the initiation is just a way of introducing you to it and then connecting you with someone so you can make the process uh, with less danger. Okay. Now, since we can do that, <laughs> but there's something very similar to that. Ve- not very similar in the sense of being equal to it, but you know it has some similarities which are which are uh, w- uh, that you can use and it will have somewhat of the same kind of effect because those states of mind the reason for using them is because they're very they have 
uh, qualities about them that makes it very easy or to meditate on emptiness and to find emptiness faster. Okay. And and the other one is the one that we are talking about is using the mind itself as an object of meditation and and stabilizing your mind your your focus on the mind observing the mind itself. Okay? Because the mind has the orally the quality of none of not having a, a uh, how do you say? Not having a, 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 a physical appearance. It only has the uh, the quality of vastness. It only has the quality of, of clarity, which is very similar to when you perceive uh, emptiness directly, with, or with emptiness itself. It's not emptiness, but it's very close to emptiness. Okay. The only danger with this with this practice is that, and you may fall asleep. Okay, it, it may, and if you make this practice too long, you just strengthen lethargy. You just strengthen uh, uh, dullness of mind. That's the that's the end, uh, the danger. The, oh, the way to overcome this danger is to not make the meditation too not make it too long in the beginning. And if you wish, uh, one suggestion that I, I would give you to actually make use of of drowsiness. If drowsiness seems to be that what what naturally occurs, with the attentiveness that you've built up by by consci- consciously manipulating the breath, and use that uh, level of attentiveness applied to the process of of, of falling asleep itself, and that makes even makes makes it even more powerful kind of meditation if you can do that. Okay. And the other danger that lies with this meditation is that which is kind of a nice danger <laughs> that you actually find the state of mind in your experiencing this, uh, this euphoria associated with finding the mind being in the space of the mind the clarity of the mind the vastness you experience with that you may confuse that to be an actual direct perception of emptiness and the danger with that conviction convincing yourself that this is seeing emptiness directly is that you prevent yourself from, from seeing emptiness directly because you think you found it. Okay? And that's one of the dangers of being born in one of the higher realms. It's not that those higher realms are by themselves dangerous, that you, you, you're completely cut off from Dharma. It's just that the experience of being born in those realms seems to be freedom from samsara. And you have a conviction about it. And because of the, that conviction, you know, it's like someone saying, telling you, it's like a poor person completely con- being convinced that they, are, that they are rich. How are you going to convince them to, be, uh, to g- get, uh, get into some sort of program or do some sort of thing to become rich when they're only convinced that they're rich? So when someone is born in one of those realms, because they, are, they have the conviction that they're already free from samsara, that's why they're cut off from dharma until, they are, until they are, uh, that, that conviction is, is, you know, is worn out. And then the truth that they are still in samsara come hit them again. Then you can teach them dharma. It's not that being in those realms is by themselves, you know, unreachable. Okay, because they are bodhisattvas, because they have uh, they have cut off, or there are some just some practitioners because they have uh, freed themselves from those karma that would make them born be born in low states. They are naturally born in those states, but because they have the the uh, the training of, of being in, of being in a dharma or, or spiritual training they still continue their training even in those states I mean just read the read the uh, read any sutra who's attending the teaching is it just human beings no many kinds of beings are attending the teachings okay so that's that itself is strips scriptural proof about that okay all right so this is just a little, what do you call that, mental association distraction, <laughs> because I said, the, uh, I was talking about uh, the danger of having a wrong conviction. Okay? So, so, those two dangers, you don't have to worry much about them, uh, because, well, you've been warned, first of all, <laughs> and, uh, and, 
and, and it's not the kind of danger that is associated with the, the, the deeper practices where you need this uh, uh, initiation. The danger with those med- meditation is that if you're lucky and you hit those dangers, you die. That's the lucky. That's the, that's the best part of those dangers. The other kind of danger is when you're still alive and you're dead to practice. You cannot practice anymore. At all. You just have to wait for the life to be over and then, and then you can start over again to practice. Maybe. Hmm? Because you've cut off your, your ability to practice. That's what happens. <laughs> hmm? If you do those practices without guidance, those higher practices without guidance, one of the dangers is that in those practices itself, you cut yourself from being able to practice. I mean, you may have the same, you, may, you will still have the aspiration, you still want to practice, but you just can't. Okay. That's the, I, I consider that to be the worst kind of thing. It's worse than death. If you die, and then you have another life and you can continue. But in the other one, you're still alive, and it's like uh, being imprisoned, and then you're just waiting for the term to be over, and it's going to be a long term. Okay? Right? So, I guess you uh, get the meditation? Okay. You strengthen the... I'm not talking about the, the, the higher kind, okay? <laughs> the one you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> you strengthen your attentiveness by consciously manipulating the breath through alternate nostril breathing. You know, three, 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 three with one, three with the other, three with both, and you keep continuing back and forth until you feel a sense of, okay, I got it. Okay? A sense of ease with that. And then you sort of ease your awareness on the breath. You're still doing it, but you're, foc- you're watching the mind watching, you're watching the mind watching the breath. And as you watch the mind watching the breath, it's really a sense of relaxation. You just like relaxing. Relaxing your awareness. Or relaxing your gaze, if you want to call it that. The gaze of the mind. And as you do that, then, you know, things will come up. And as things come up, it just tells you to relax more, relax more, relax more. And then just watch. Keep watching. Don't, don't attach yourself to anything that happens. If all of a sudden a fear comes up, don't attach yourself to the fear. Don't say, I am afraid. Look at it. Say, oh, there's fear over there. Just like saying, you know, there's, there's a cushion over there. Say, there's fear over there. So you can be more identified with just the space where, where these things are happening. Okay? And if you start levitating because of the euphoria, then you found something, okay? <laughs> Alright? And don't beat yourself in the head for not being able to find the mind, even though, you know, I'm taking all the time. It should be easy to find the mind. It is because you're taking all the time. All the time. It's kind of difficult to find the mind. Okay? It's like hiding something in somebody's face. It makes it the more difficult for the person to find. Okay? And of course the mind is subtle. Alright? So, let's go. <laughs> okay? And the more stable and relaxed your body, your posture is, the easier it will be for you to get going. Okay? So quickly... Go into your posture. And these are two things that I find to be very helpful. One is a visualization with the, for the spine. Just imagine that there's a string from the top of your head attached to the ceiling. And that will help you straighten the spine. And the second one, to make sure that you're not consciously holding the posture or any part of the posture, just ask yourself this question. Would I, if I were to fall asleep, would I find, when I wake up, would I find myself exactly sitting as I am or would I be slumping, would I be on the floor already? So if you will find yourself exactly where you are, then your posture is stable. So quickly go over the posture, the legs, the hands, elbows, shoulders, the back, head and neck.
eyes, mouth, teeth, tongue. And without consciously manipulating the breath, just observe five natural occurring cycles of breath. Whenever you feel ready, begin first consciously manipulating the breath through alternate nostril breathing. And to keep your attentiveness alive, more vibrant, you can use visualizations if you wish with the breathing. Breathing in white light, breathing out darkness.
Now release your conscience, conscious manipulation of the breath, and just let the breath happen naturally. Think of the sufferings and pains that exist in the world, those that you are aware of, and those that are not in your field of awareness and make a very strong willful wish that all sufferings come to an end that no beings ever experience sufferings ever again Make a strong, willful wish that all beings finally come to ultimate happiness. Dedicate the power of your meditation to help you achieve your ultimate goal. Keeping your mind on the breath, slowly now become aware of your body. Okay.